Connects talks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This life science-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to keep you up to date. Hello and welcome to the X Talks Life Science Podcast. I'm Aisha Rashid, Senior Life Science Journalist at xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined by Vera Kovacevic. As well, this week we have a very special guest on our show. We are very happy to have with us today Dr. Peter Salstig, who is the Chief Medical Officer at Santin Pharmaceuticals. Santin Pharmaceuticals specializes in eye health, and based on their motto, exploring the secrets and mechanisms of nature in order to contribute to people's health, Santin Pharmaceuticals strives to deliver happiness with vision to people worldwide by leveraging strengths cultivated for more than 130 years. Recently, Santin received FDA approval for Omlanti eye drops for the reduction of elevated intraocular pressure in patients with primary open angle glaucoma or ocular hypertension. And Dr. Peter Salstig is the global head of Santin's product development division, as well as the chief medical officer since April 2022. Dr. Salstig is working to actively expand the global presence of Santin's development divisions and products in the field of ophthalmology. Prior to being appointed CMO, Dr. Salstig was Senior Vice President of the Development Department from 2018 to 2020, after which he was promoted to Corporate Officer of the Development Division in April 2020. He joined Santin in November 2018. Now to talk more about the approval of Amlanti and about all of the other great work happening in the area of ophthalmology at Santin and human eye health, let's turn to the company's CMO, Dr. Peter Salstig. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Dr. Salstig. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'd just like to start off by asking a bit more about Santin Pharmaceuticals. So could you please tell us a bit more about the company wonderful uh, motto. And um, I'd like to know really how the company has become a global leader in uh, ophthalmological research. Absolutely. Thanks for that. Um, So as you were mentioning, the organization itself has been around for approximately 130 years. Uh, So we definitely do know um, eye care. Um, the, The organization in itself is very much um, focused upon uh, bringing innovation uh, within eye care to our patients. Uh, we are across a variety of uh, different therapeutic um, areas, uh, glaucoma, dry eye, allergy is part of our core business. Um, we just most recently also um, shared the um, midterm plan and the Santin 2030 vision, which is really outlining where we would like to go, which talks about also some new areas uh, which are absolutely critical, and especially you know, as our population is growing. And here I'm thinking predominantly on areas such as myopia, pressed biopia, but we also have other areas, you know, cell and gene therapy too, that we're very much, you know, interested in. So I think the organization in itself is very well poised uh, for the uh, the future. Uh, we are a global company. Uh, so we are in uh, 60 plus um, countries. We're approximately four and a half thousand um, employees. 
And we got offices across, you know, North America, Europe, um, Asia, China, as well as Japan. So truly global in that sense. Fantastic. And so uh, what prompted you to join uh, Santin as CMO? What um, attracted you to, to Santin specifically? Well, I think what was really fascinating for me to, to join um, Santum was um, I had already had the opportunity to work within the ophthalmology space at Alcom, where I was um, previously. And that really, you know, just triggered for me the, the wish to continue uh, within this space. Uh, so uh, Alcom definitely kind of raised my interest, to, to say the least. And um, also, you know, as I was just saying, the 130 years of experience of truly being dedicated to eye care was something that was um, sitting very well with me. And I also liked the, um, the vision that the organization had, right, uh, what we're trying to do. And just most recently, we came out with this, com um, you know, this idea of, um, you know, happiness, living happiness with vision. Because, uh, you know, if we're being uh, totally true, and I know I'm subjective, but, you know, as one of our senses, I mean, I uh, and I care in itself is so critical, right? I mean, we, we all know the, the impact that it has um, on us. And um, so, yeah, so, so from that perspective, for me to join this organization with its people, with its passion, um, I think it was a kind of a no-brainer for me. Yeah, it, it's uh, really great to learn more about Santin, and you mentioned the, the specific division that you work in. And so um, what can you tell us about the drug development uh, division and I, I guess the field in general in ophthalmology and human high, eye health and how, how Santin hopes to contribute um, to that? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, that there is still a lot of unmet need uh, within um, eye care, as I was just alluding to this um, myopia, like for people like myself uh, or presbyopia, I think that is a um, very up and coming area, but also in areas where there has already been made some progress like glaucoma, like we will be talking about omlanti. Um, and also in, you know, uh, dry eye, um, where also in Canada, we just recently um, got an approval. So I think, you know, that there are so many, um, you know, still untapped um, opportunities. And I think, you know, from a drug development perspective, I mean, what we're looking at is really to try to um, to find one uh, location where there is still this uh, biggest medical need. Um, and then secondly, of course, you know, from a regulatory perspective um, that we can get it um, approved. Um, so, so those are obviously, you know, two criterias that um, play a big role for us. Um, the, the organization, uh, the, the division that I'm leading in itself, I think we, we are really you know, we do basically everything, if I can call it that way. Um, my, my team uh, oversees um, early stage, so starting with um, non-clinical uh, pharmaceutical development, so toxicology, analytical chemistry, um, API, uh, to name a few. And it goes all the way until, you know, the, uh, the, the end stage um, of um, global medical affairs, um, project management, um, et cetera. And, and this is a very, you know, complicated process if you just think about, you know, taking a drug from early stage and moving it through and, you know, depending upon the therapeutic area, but sometimes this whole 
uh, process can take up to 10 years, right? So, so you definitely need to stay committed uh, to make it and, you know, roll up your sleeves because you will face a lot of bumps. Um, and um, so, so from that perspective, I think that commitment, that passion is absolutely critical as you develop something. And yes, I'd like to con congratulate Santin and you know your entire team for the approval for Umlanti recently. So I'd love to learn more about that. So could you tell us a bit more about uh, you know who the eye drops are specifically indicated for, um, perhaps the mechanism of action for people who might be interested from a biological or a biotech perspective. So I'd love to learn more about that. Yes, yeah, so, so we received the um, approval for Amlanti, was it now, approximately um, a month um, ago, uh, and so um, September 22nd to be, um, to be specific. And so the um, Amlanti, which um, its um, generic name is Omidinipag isopropyl ophthalmic solution, and I know it's, uh, it's a mouthful, um, but it's really for the um, reduction of um, elevated uh, intraocular pressure, either caused by primary open angle uh, glaucoma, so POAG, or um, ocular hypertension. And we've really been, you know, uh, very excited uh, about this because this is our um, second approval uh, within the last um, year. Um, so before that, we also had uh, Vercasia. And uh, the drug in itself, the way it works is it is a relatively selective um, prostaglandin EP2 receptor agonist. So it works on the prostanoid uh, receptors. And uh, what this does, it's, um, and, and we're pretty sure this is the only product with this um, pharmacological um, action, but it um, increases the um, aqueous humor drainage uh, working through the um, trabecular meshwork, but um, it also, you know, impacts the uveoscular outflow pathway. So uh, from that perspective, you know, you, what you're uh, hoping for is to actually uh, see more uh, drainage, um, fluid uh, drainage, and therefore also more um, IOP um, control. So that's a bit about the uh, MOA. And it seems that um, Amlanti addresses a previously unmet medical need. I think you touched uh, on that too, as there are uh, quite a number of unmet needs in the area of eye health. And so, how does Amlanti address um, unmet needs in for patient, you know, in the areas of open angle glaucoma and ocular hypertension? And what are the incidents of of these conditions? Uh, how many people suffer from from them, and and why do you think they occur? Yeah. Well, I mean, the the unmet need in itself, um, you know, let, let's start with the fact that, um, as I mentioned, I mean, there, there has already been some progress done within glaucoma, uh, which we're really grateful about. And I'm sure we have many family members ourselves that actually suffer from it. So uh, there, are, um, there are some drugs out there. I think uh, what we also uh, understand is that not everyone responds the same way. So you actually need to have um, treatment um, options. You know, often patients start off perhaps uh, you know with one, then then they have to switch to two, or you know as the disease in itself um, progresses, um, you need to um, either have different combination therapies or potentially even laser um, uh, and device implants and so be. But um, the so so for, for our, from our perspective, it was really to to give uh, another opportunity, another 
option uh, for, for the patients. And we tested um, our um, compound on long T against the gold standards, uh, came out um, favorably. Uh, we showed uh, non-inferiority in our uh, clinical trials, uh, IOP reduction being very similar as well. So when the agency looked at the overarching, you know, benefits risk uh, ratio, um, it was positive, right? And I think also the agency themselves recognizes that this being kind of the, the, the first um, product with this pharmacological action, um, also we believe um, helped with it. Um, glaucoma in itself, uh, we expect this to, to be more and more patients, right? I mean, as of today, I think, um, you know, we're, we're estimating that by 2050, uh, there will be close to, I think, 100, 110 million patients worldwide living with glaucoma. Uh, I think today it's somewhere around, what, 70, 80 million um, that, that has this. So, so it's really, you know, something that um, increases um, over time, uh, especially as we age, as we have more um, individuals living to um, uh, elderly ages. So, so from that perspective, we believe that there will continue to be a unmet need, so to speak, uh, for innovations such as Omlomti. Um, sorry if for my ignorance, but is the only way to treat glaucoma through like therapeutic way, um, therapeutic ways? Because I know, for example, for cataracts, people can just get cataract surgery, but I don't know oh, if pharmaceutical, there's... pharmaceutical, I see. Yeah, is it only pharmaceutical treatment for glaucoma? No, uh, as I was trying to allude to it, um, I mean, glaucoma, um, as of today, thankfully, can be treated uh, by various ways. Um, you usually start off, though, with uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, so you start off with a, a drug such as um, Omlanti, uh, and then, uh, if needed, you know, you do combination uh, mm -hmm. therapies, uh, perhaps two drugs, um, going up perhaps even to three. And as the disease progresses, and then if you can control the IOP, which is really critical um, that you do. So, so it's really dependent upon also where you are in your disease, but you do have different options for that. And in addition to Omlanti, um, you know, Santin has such a long history. So what are some other um, key drugs that have um, received recent approval or, um, you know, in the last couple of decades? And what are sort of like the superstar drugs? And also, if you can disclose or share with us what else is in the pipelines um, at Santin that we can Absolutely. look forward to. Absolutely. So... Um as I mentioned, I mean, Santin is a global organization. So, and with that comes that um, different regions, different needs. And we, we, we really focus upon trying to um, address all of them. So some of those pro products we actually don't have um, in North America. So what I will try to do is more focus upon what we have um, in North America, first of all. And then, of course, we can touch upon outside as well but um but yeah so, so obviously we, we have here um omlanti um as i mentioned um about a year ago give or take we also uh, received approval for vercasia uh, which is for the treatment of uh, vernal keratoconjunctivitis uh, which is really a um, quite a severe disease um, might even lead if untreated you know to to blindness and this is particularly prevalent in uh, young children, adolescents. 
Uh, so we're able to get that um, approved. So um, that was really something very exciting for us because once you've met with the parents of these children who haven't really had a treatment option and you know it really impacts the children's um, ability to either go out and just live a normal life you know with their friends uh, go to school focus good gut grades and um, so so you know having that treatment option um, available um, is great um, then of course you know we back in 2020 uh, we um, uh, we acquired Ivan's uh, pharmaceutical, um, and with Ivan's, uh, we got the hands of um, a couple of other drugs, which really helps us to uh, bring a range of portfolio um, to our patients: um, Flarex, Fresh Coat, um, Natasin, Tobradex, um, and uh, Zerviate. So these drugs. Um, work in different therapeutic areas as i mentioned um you know if you you're looking for um inflammation associated with dry eye you got flarex if you're looking for fresh coat you got dry eye um natasin is for um fungal um uh, blepharitis so uh, we really believe that at least uh, for the north american uh, patient uh, population we actually have a very nice um range of um, portfolio uh, in order for us to 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 address you know uh, different uh, needs so to speak and and then um, also most recently for instance in um, in Canada uh, we just received the uh, the approval for um, Catinorm uh, Plus uh, which is a um, artificial um, tear um, that helps uh, to uh, alleviate you know symptoms of uh, dry eye as well as um, ocular um, allergies. So Catinorm Plus um, is a preservative-free artificial, um, um, artificial tear. And um, there too, I think, you know, we, we, we aim to bring, um, you know, products um, to, the, to the market, which addresses um, the unmet needs. And um, I think that this is also the case um, uh, with these products. And then, as I mentioned, I mean, since we're a global company um, outside of North America, we also have um, other, you know, um, options uh, being provided. Uh, for instance, here in Japan, um, we also have um, ILEA, uh, which has been licensed um, to us, uh, which is uh, for um, wet AMD, amongst um, other indications. Um, then we also have our other, you know, um, drugs such as um, Kravit, Hyalin, um, Dequas. So it really depends upon in which region you are. We actually have then uh, different opportunities. And Dr. Salstig, um, I know we talked a lot about your work at San Santon, but we haven't really asked you what you've done before joining Santon. Can you share <laughs> a bit about that with us? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so yes, I did actually um, ha have a life uh, before. Um, <laughs> I spent most of my um, pharmaceutical career actually with um, with Novartis, uh, and then afterwards also with uh, with Alcon. And I had the opportunity, pleasure to work in both you know rheumatology, immunology, respiratory. Uh, cardiovascular to, to mention a few and and I think you know one of the benefits with that is that I was actually able to to challenge the status quo 
uh, within Santin um, because we are so used to doing things in a certain way. And um, I think, you know, often we believe that this is the only way to do it. And even the agencies themselves kind of, you know, have their own routine. So having a kind of thinking outside of the box of how to be, you know, designing studies differently simply based upon the learnings from other therapeutic areas has helped us. Um, I think that actually has helped us to, to challenge and to get us where we are here in North America and also worldwide. So if I'm just looking at um, you know, where we're going as an organization, I feel very proud uh, of what Santan actually has been able to deliver. And I would like to believe that perhaps you know a bit of that uh, comes also from me. Absolutely, that's why we're here to, speaking with you. So which was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. So Dr. Salstick, I'd like to thank you once again for your time and for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. True pleasure. Thank you. Likewise. Well, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Life Science Podcast. If you liked today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you, everyone, and see you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the X Talks Life Science Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.